my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. for just $60 per month. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. Hey friends, welcome to episode 376 of the My123 podcast. My one two three pie. My one two three cents podcast. This is I, Chad. I'm afraid this is going to be a sign of the way this week's show goes because, uh, uh, as we're going to get into it in just a minute, it is movie mania, and uh, I don't know. I, I wasn't feeling this one. Before we get to the talk, though, let's listen to the trailer. Are you ready? This is the main event. of monster wrestling. There has never been a champion quite like Tentacular. Fans around the world are asking, is there a challenger out there with the hunger, the drive, the discipline to become the next champion? What? All right, I think that's enough for today. Steve might not look like much, but there is a champion monster inside of him. Did he eat one? <laughs> Thank you. That felt great. We seriously need to work on strength and endurance. Fortunately, I know just the thing. Now I what? Time yeah, that's going to be a hard no for me. Oh, this is my nightmare. All right, Chad. So welcome back. Uh, It is Movie Mania. And we wanted to kind of keep a theme going on each month. I don't know why, but we've kind of fallen into it with, uh, you know, Christmas time. We did Santa Slay, of course, in in December. And and this month, January, is typically Royal Rumble season. And uh, we found an animated film called Rumble. And actually, you told me about this. So... I'll let you kind of start the conversation here. What it, what are, what is the story behind 
Rumble because I'll be honest with you, and full disclosure, I watched this uh, and I was not in the best of – I was kind of grumpy all week, and I think we were talking about that off microphone before we started recording. So I kind of probably went into this movie not as I should have, and, and maybe that's going to be reflective of my review of it. Oh, well, yeah, to go back a bit before we get into the movie, I was a little confused when you texted me and said, where is Rumble? Is it not on Peacock? And and I thought, yes, it's the Royal Rumble is going to be on Peacock. It's all the prime or premier live events now are on. And then I was like, oh, no, the movie Rumble. Yes. It's on Paramount Plus. Yeah, it's a movie that just came out this year. I knew nothing of it until it came out it's a co-production it's an animated film co-production with wwe films and so it just seemed right up you know a good right up the alley to like you said tie in with the royal rumble and it's basically um monsters fighting in the future animated where um yeah it's monster wrestling so (laughs) that's basically all you need to know you know and for me i felt like I, I don't know. And maybe I was missing something. Maybe, again, because I wasn't feeling great and I, I wasn't like in the best of moods as I was watching this. But I felt like it just kind of starts and there's no explanation of of what's happening. And maybe I missed it. I don't know. But, I, you know, I, you get like the little piece of the puzzle where obviously it's monsters and they're wrestling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this isn't a spoiler. The the character the little girl at the beginning of the movie the i say little girl she's a teenager uh winnie is you know into wrestling big time with these monsters and um you know her dad was was a coach that i guess they're all coaches the the humans are coaches and then the monsters are the ones that are actually wrestling um but i I didn't feel like they did a very good job of kind of setting up that part of it like you said it was in the future i didn't I didn't pick up that vibe from it. I just thought it was. Well, I'm guessing in the future. But I mean, they did set up that monster wrestling was a big thing. And then the champion and his trainer ended up disappearing. Like, I don't know if they're on a plane and the plane went down. I don't remember what, or if they're on a boat and the boat never came back. Like the daughter as goes, you know, through the movie is the daughter or the girl is the daughter of this champion manager. Right. So, yeah, that's the setup for the movie is just that, okay, the, the champion is now gone, and now this new um, tentacle or whatever his name is, I, I should pull up the cast list and, and find out. But he's like the new champion that, you know, everyone has taken a shine to, but he's still not, you know, people still um, miss the original champion, whose name I don't, do not know. Uh, it's, yeah, it's uh, tentacle. Tentacular. Tentacular, uh, who was voiced by Terry Crews. I thought, you know, I thought the casting was great in this. There are mm-hmm. a couple of uh, WWE superstars that are kind of dropped in. Tony Danza is listed on the list of characters, but I don't remember. I, I don't remember his voice. I don't. I mean, other than Terry Crews and Will Arnett as Rayburn, the main yeah. monster that the girl tr- ends up training. You know, Tony Shalhoub is in here. I don't remember him. Tony Danza, even. Uh, Becky Lynch is one of the monsters. I don't remember her. Uh, Roman Reigns. I don't remember. I didn't catch his voice. I caught. Um, I caught those two. 
Um, oh. you, did you not, you didn't catch him at all? No. Okay. I, I do. Well, and, and, you know, kind of, I guess maybe I cheated and I did look to see who was in it, you know, casting wise before I started watching. So I was, <clears throat> excuse me, I was waiting for uh, Roman and Becky's and Becky was actually, I don't know if the monster she was playing was, was male because it her voice definitely you had to be listening for it. It had a, a, a rougher edge to it. So Roman, I thought was was pretty identifiable. But um, I thought they would have bigger roles in it because it was a like you said a WWE uh, films was was part of this production as well. And then Michael Buffer, the legendary ring announcer from you know boxing in in the WCW days for those main events was was you know his voice was pretty identifiable as well. And then did you recognize Stephen Smith or do you even know who that is? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he was basically playing a caricature of himself. So yeah. That helped. Yeah. <laughs> so those were some of the easier to identify uh, characters, but um, let me ask you this. And, and I don't think I'm spoiling anything with this question. I felt like there were parts of the movie where they are acknowledging that wrestling is predetermined. And then there are parts where it felt like this is a real fight and it was real. And maybe that's how wrestling really is in real life. And we just have been in it so long, but that, that kind of kept taking me out of the moment of the film. I, I, I don't know why. Well, I, I'm going to say, maybe I think you need to go back and rewatch and maybe like okay. you said, your, your, your uh, mood at the time wasn't great because there's, I think the matches that you're talking about, showing it's predetermined were uh, kind of like underground fighting where okay. the guy was being paid to take a dive so that the boss, okay. the owner of the company can make more money on the bet. Okay. I didn't yeah. pick up on that. Okay. Well then, okay. Now it makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Because I'm like, why, why are these coaches so invested in it? If it's predetermined and they're, you know, whispering to each other and it, you know, it reminded me. And, and then I also thought, is that but you know vince mcmahon pulled the curtain back many years ago right. so i thought is this because this is, mo is a movie for kids i think that a child would yeah. would definitely enjoy this so is it letting out too much now because do kids today that's the other thing you know i don't know i was probably 12 or 11 when the whole john stossel interview went down with with dr d david schultz and that was really the night that i figured it out that you know wrestling was not uh, 100% legit. So uh, do kids today, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm curious if kids today buy into it like we did when we were younger and, and you know, not everything was so exposed. It's a good question. I mean, I would think it would depend on the – I think younger kids definitely do because they're probably not online reading message boards and watching videos and overanalyzing everything like, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, certain fans do. But – but I don't, I don't know how, because I'm, you know, I'm trying to think of when the curtain was pulled back for me. Like what, well, I mean, in a sense, it was when I caught a, um, an episode of uh, the syndicated show that aired before Saturday night's main event and they gave away the results of Saturday night's main event. And that's when I really found out that Saturday night's main event was taped and not live. So that's a shocker, but um yeah i don't remember exactly when i found out that 
it wasn't on the up and up, but um, I'm, I'm going to guess it was probably later than I should have, you know, looking back now and going back and watching matches and being like, oh, clearly you can tell this. But, but yeah, I think I would say kids under the age of 10, which seems to be WWE's primary target, probably still buy into it a little bit, but what do you what do you think about the you know I thought the animation was great and I you know I I need to look and double check here but WWE Productions was part of this but who did the animation uh, side of things because it's not obviously it's not a Disney uh, Pixar uh, film is this uh, is this uh, Universal is it is it Universal No it's Paramount Animation Paramount Pictures so what else, you're the movie guru, what, else, what other animated stuff would they have done, do you know? Uh, I'm going to guess based on the movies that are available on um, Paramount+, Plus, <laughs> I'm going to go with Paw Patrol, and actually I'm leading a uh, uh, IMDB page, Paramount Animation, they got Rumble, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Paw Patrol, SpongeBob Movie, mm. um, the movie Monster Trucks, Sherlock Gnomes. So, um, yeah, they, I don't know, they, they have a bunch of films, but nothing that really, uh, I mean, they're, they, yeah, they're definitely not in the realm of like Disney, Pixar, DreamWorks, Blue Sky. So, but again, a pretty, uh, you know, the cast. Will Arnett, hmm. uh, as you mentioned, the, is the main character, I guess. Um, the the girl that played Winnie, I, I don't recognize her um, acting either or her name. Geraldine uh, Viswanathan, I believe, is, is she's an Australian actor. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I thought that... Again, and maybe now that I better understand some of the stuff that I didn't understand before <laughs> beforehand, you know, it's it's again, it's not a bad film, and it's something that I definitely think uh, that younger demographic would enjoy. I, I don't think you know because we we have reviewed the Scooby Doo WrestleMania uh, movie. We did that one last year, and uh, or I guess it wasn't WrestleMania, but it was w- where they were. Uh, you know, that nostalgia I think attracts you know, us Gen Xers to watch those kinds of things. Whereas I don't know that unless you had kids, you know, or if I wasn't doing this podcast, I wouldn't have, have gone back and watched this one uh, as just a standalone film. And I love, you know, I'm a big Disney guy, but I just, again, I I didn't necessarily think that it was something that uh, maybe left a a, a big impression. Yeah. When I would sit down to watch it, I was a little, hesitant i guess based on a review that i had read uh online that said the movie felt like it was made by people who didn't like wrestling and uh and then somebody sarcastically commented you know like well it was made by wwe so that um but when i watched it i watched it um uh with a nine-year-old uh with me who um who really got into it and was you know, during the main event was standing up, jumping around, excited and, and, and buying into the match itself. So I think that helped me enjoy the film a little bit better than if I just watched it by myself. 
nine-year-old, if you can hear us, if you can help, <laughs> scream now. I- I'm, kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. No, yeah, I could have set that up. I'm, I'm sure, yeah. That, uh, <laughs> it was my girlfriend's son that was with us watching. Okay. That. Okay. That's- it was not just some random nine-year-old I plucked off the street to be like, right. hey, come watch this movie with me to see your reaction. Um, and a very special episode of Different Strokes now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so what did he, so he, he got into it. Is Does he yeah. like wrestling? Does he watch wrestling? And not to get too deep into to his preferences, but yeah, I'm not, fan. I'm not sure. I know he and his dad and some friends went to SmackDown um, last month when it was here in LA. Okay. Um, but I've never, we've never, I've never watched wrestling with him. I've never really talked wrestling with him. Um, basically I just threw the movie on. I was like, Hey, let's watch this because I knew it'd be a kid's movie and I knew I needed to watch it for this podcast. So I kind of snuck it in and been like, Hey, you want to watch this? Don't you? And it's like, yeah. So, um, but yeah, he's, he, he really enjoyed it. And I, like I said, I think that made it, I enjoyed the movie more than I expected. I thought it was a fine, it, it's a decent, it's, there's nothing earth shattering original in this film, but I was, I was entertained. Well, and again, you know, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to rank it just because Mm -hmm. like I said, I I laid the premise out that I I watched this and I wasn't probably uh, in the best of attitudes and whatnot to watch it. But one thing I find kind of odd about it and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because again, I've, I've admitted before that I'm usually watching uh, highlights and clips on social media and not, you know, I don't have, cable anymore and i don't have access to the usa network so i'm not watching raw i watch smackdown occasionally but i don't remember seeing any kind of cross promotion on wwe programming for this so you know and again i don't know how you obviously i don't think that you're going to have rayburn come out in a costume or you know but the the fact that roman reigns who is the champion right now and becky lynch for that matter um, and I know that they're both supposed to be kind of heelish on TV. So maybe that's why they didn't uh, come out promoting a, a cartoon, but did they do any kind of promotion that you're aware of on, on WWE programming on actual? Yeah. Show? You know, even though I have access, I don't watch raw and SmackDown in it's in their entireties. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, but I don't recall any promotion and I don't know, you know, because this movie came out on Paramount plus, which is not part of, the Comcast USA NBC family, nor the Fox family, if there are issues with promotions, although I mean, WWE is its own company. So I don't, I would think they could promote, um, but no, I, you know, and I, I don't know if you caught it during the movie, but there is a poster for SmackDown yes. and there are some NXT banners in yes. the arena, but yeah, the fact that this just kind of came and went with no promotion and, and, you know, and it's, I don't know if this would have been released in theaters had theater been more open. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not because everything, I mean, a lot of films are getting released in theaters now, so I don't know why they wouldn't have released it in theaters. But this, I think, is an example, and this is a topic for a whole other discussion, of um, what I call disposable media, where it's just, we there's all these studios are pumping out so much content that things just get thrown out there with no, uh, no promotion or no, no awareness. Yeah. And then it's, for me, I'm curious, you know, in 10, 20 years, what movies are people going to be talking about as, 
you know, outside of the Marvel universe, what movies are going to be sticking around in the collective conscience of people growing up now? Yeah, you know, and I, and I don't mind spending some time on this because I feel like we've kind of said our piece about Rumble itself and we'll refer back to it throughout this conversation. But, you know, let's look at, and we're recording this on Saturday prior to the Royal Rumble, but probably the most promoted participant in the 2022 Royal Rumble is Johnny Knoxville, who's not a WWE superstar, uh, but he's going to be, I guess they're, they're doing another Jackass movie or re-releasing yes. something. I don't, I, I Jackass I forever. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what role WWE has with any of that. And, and maybe you do or, or not, but I feel like, you know, I know more about this Jackass movie, even though I forgot the name of it, <laughs> than I saw of any kind of mention of rumble or any other, even recent WWE, uh, even the talent, you know, mm-hmm. When, when someone is, uh, you know, the, the John Cena, uh, HBO Max, I think that, is that what on HBO Max? Yeah, HBO Max, yeah. Um, Best show know, of the 2022, by the way. Yeah, I haven't seen any mention of that either. And, and Well, and that's, it's not WWE uh, style. It's definitely a different John Cena than you are used to seeing uh-huh. on WWE. And I can see where WD we probably does not want to uh, promote that. Okay. okay, I gotcha. Even though, like I said, he's no Dwayne Johnson, but probably the best John Cena performance so far. Excellent. So, you know, I, it, it, the other kind of talking point, and I, I probably should have warned you about this, but... Uh, and actually you sent it to me first. So you obviously know a little bit about it, but the whole uh, overseas working with Disney plus WWE and Disney plus working together again, fueling more speculation because there's already talk that uh, NBC is going to buy the WWE uh, or uh, is it universal? The parent company or who's Comcast Comcast uh, is going to buy it. And now, and there had been talk before of Disney perhaps being interested or, or whatever the case may be peacock announcing that they lost a billion dollars or just over a billion dollars over the past year. Does WWE, you know, where, where do you think, I just think it's, it's smart for WWE to be kind of in, in, I don't want to say in cahoots because that makes it sound like it's something bad, but having these partnerships or these relationships with all these streaming services and companies only helps their bottom line. Right. You would think, and, and, you know, without knowing any of the specifics, um, yeah, when when the news came out this past week that Disney or WWE had signed a streaming deal with Disney Plus Star or Disney Plus Star Plus in, um, I think it's Indonesia mm-hmm. or in that region, um, that, you know, I can only, I guess maybe there is no NBC Peacock um, availability there i don't know what peacock's range is um and disney plus like disney plus is uh you know here in the states but around the world it's star plus which is basically disney plus plus hulu content um and um and i you know full disclosure i I work for disney i deal with disney plus i have not heard anything regarding the wwe 
partnership or, you know, we're, as far as I know, we're not going to be working on anything with them. So I don't know what the deal setup is. And I didn't, I didn't look further into it because yeah, unless it affects my, my actual job or my paycheck, I, I don't care. Um, so I think it's interesting and I don't know if it's WWE just trying to, uh, you know, I saw something that said that since 2020, their staff has decreased by, I think it's like 18%. Yeah. So maybe it's, maybe it's a way to um, keep business going without, well, since they, every time they release somebody, they say it's for budget concerns or, you know, budget cuts. So maybe this is a way to keep their business going at a cheaper cost. I don't know. Um, but then they also won't release Mustafa Ali, which makes no sense, but that's a whole nother. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I, I think we talked about that off camera or off, uh, off air off week. last week um, on the Royal Rumble episode. So, yeah. you know, I, I feel like it, and maybe our, maybe it's all the, the because of COVID and, and, we've seen a decrease in the number of uh, production things going on with WWE films. Maybe that ramps back up now that COVID is starting to kind of appear to be behind us, but do you, you know, where do you see this entertainment side of sports entertainment? You know, is, is WWE going to continue to, to double down on it? Do you think AEW would ever be wise to, to move into that? I know that they've, AEW, that is, by they, uh, have had, you know, some of their guys on different shows or, you know, Cody, of course, is on uh, what's the Go big, big show. show. Well, say it again. Go Big Show. Go Big Show. Um, you know, is it wise for companies to to do that cross-promotion, you think, to, to get more into the mainstream? And is it really putting them into the mainstream, do you think? Yes, yes, no, no, maybe. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, and I think we talked about this in another topic off, off mic, where wrestling is such a niche product where, yeah. you know, when you look at the booms that wrestling has had, it, be, it was because you had larger-than-life superstars. You know, back in the 80s, you had Hulk Hogan, who was this massive persona. Um, in the Attitude Era, you had The Rock and you had Austin. The Rock had the personality. Austin was connected with that every man. And he was beating up his boss, which is what every a lot of people wish they could do. And then on the flip side of WCW, you had The Outsiders and, and Hulk Hogan again. And it was like, you know, these guys that were just too cool for the company. Yeah. You know, John Cena has kind of transitioned over, but... I don't see him being a huge star um, prior to, um, you know, maybe this peacemaker job. Uh, you know, none of his films have been that, um, that huge. Like, like say Dwayne, you know, the way, way that Dwayne Johnson has yeah. transitioned. Um, Cody Rhodes, I don't think is a, is going to draw outside view, you know, outside non-wrestling fans, if they see him on Big Show, go Big Show, are they going to tune into AEW? I don't know. And and how much is Cody being promoted outside of AEW? Promote, like, 
during AEW Dynamite, you'll see a commercial that focuses on Cody being on Go Big Show. Yeah. But is that the same commercial being ran in other programs, or are they focusing on the other judges that are bigger stars? Gotcha. I don't know, because I don't watch any other programming on TBS, so. Well, Uh, okay. Oh, I was going to say, and I think that's that's something where, you know, and this I'm probably going off on a tangent here. It's w, when people think wrestling, they think WWE because it's been around for 35 years, 40 years. Um, but there isn't anybody that I can really see right now having that crossover appeal. And I think no matter how good your show is, no matter how great, you know, how good the wrestling is, how good the storytelling is. If you can't get someone to cross over, you're not going to draw people in because, you know, and even if you get them to come in, I think back to the attitude era where, you know, I was in college at the time or just out of college and hanging out with friends that were still in college. And we would get together every month for WWE pay-per-views and for, you know, I had friends that weren't into wrestling before Austin came along and, and the rock and, and I'm willing to bet that, 95% of those friends are not wrestling fans anymore. They're not watching anymore since the attitude era ended. Mm. So even if you get people over, how do you get them to be, to become wrestling fans and not just, uh, you know, fickle fans for the moment because your product is hot. Right. Yeah. I mean, that makes, that makes perfect sense. And going back to Johnny Knoxville and obviously as this, uh, as this podcast airs, the rumble will be over and, and we will know the answer to this, but do you see that as WWE needing Johnny Knoxville or Johnny Knoxville and whoever does the Jackass movie needing WWE? Because it seems very odd to me the way it all kind of has played out. I mean, I, I, I know that they've had guest spots in the, in the rumble before Drew Carey was in the 2001, I think it was Royal rumble. Um, I don't think more WWE fans started watching The Price is Right, and I don't think Price is Right <laughs> fans tuned in for the Royal Rumble. I think he yeah. was hosting back then. I, maybe he wasn't hosting it yet. But my point is, is I feel like, and, and of course I'm WWE fan watching this, so I feel like Knoxville needs the promotion more than WWE because the Royal Rumble is a brand that would be successful whether, you know, Johnny Knoxville or Tom Cruise or, you know, whoever is the, the, the big actor, pop star, whatever of the time is yeah. involved with it. The rumble will always be that big entity, I think. Well, it's interesting. Just, it just dawned on me as you're talking that Jackass is another, it's an MTV show. So it's another Paramount show. So going back to tying back into the movie rumble, yeah, we have more Paramount, cross promotion and and like you said they're promoting jackass more than they promoted the wwe film uh that they had um i don't know you know and jack the guys of jackass i think when the last jackass movie came out they were on um wwe programming i remember steve-o getting uh superfly splashed by umaga back in the day and um so this is not something new for for the, for WWE to promote jackass i don't you know i don't know why other than the fact that 
some marketing genius probably thought, hey, Jackass audience, WWE audience, there's probably an overlap. Let's get our star on there to promote. Because I doubt Vince just woke up one day and said, hey, you know, let's bring Johnny Knoxville in for the Rumble. Guessing there were some business dealings behind the scenes to bring the, make this all happen. And I don't know, you know, you and I, again, we have so many discussions off mic, but we were both saying that, you know, Rumble and Mania are like the two shows that we definitely plan on watching live every year. Yeah. So, so does, does the Rumble need Johnny Knoxville? No. Does Johnny Knoxville need the Royal Rumble? Probably not. I mean, I think Jackass has its own built-in audience that, uh, you're not going to probably get that many more people watch who watch the rumble who like see a commercial for Jack has to be like, Oh, oh, that looks amazing. Let me go watch that. So I think it's just a cross promotion of somehow some business dealings got made. And and, and so the, here we are. And, and at least if they can tie it into a story, you know, I think when Drew Carey was there, he was promoting a pay-per-view that probably very few people watched, whereas at least Jackass does ha- or did have a following. And, um, you know, you tie it in with the Sami Zayn story. You know, is it the best use of Sami Zayn? Yeah, probably not to a wrestling fan, but is it going to get Sami Zayn more attention than if he was feuding with, say, Jinder Mahal? Right. Probably. So. Yeah. And that, that's, the, that's the interesting thing, too, and we are completely off the rails, but it's okay. You know, when, I don't remember if it was Jake or Logan, but one of the Paul boys was part of last year's WrestleMania and Bad Bunny, you know. And you're involving superstars with these outside-of-the-ring superstars. And, you know, I used to, you know, probably 10 years ago, I hated it more so, and I hated the the part-timers and the prospect of Brock Lesnar coming in or The Rock coming in just for those WrestleMania paydays. It used to irritate me and bother me, but now it's, you know, maybe it's become ingrained, and I know that it's part of the formula, and it's it's not the end of the world, and it does get more eyeballs on it. And then, But then you circle back to the Mustafa Ali situation, and, you know, here's someone that – is talented enough to do whatever in the ring and, and be a part of the product. And, and you, I think a unique enough character, but for whatever reason, didn't have that it factor with, with the powers that be. And now he's seemingly, I mean, I could get it if, if he was wanting to be released just to go sign with AEW, I, I get them exercising that right to not let him go. Um, but if it is truly for pursuits in Hollywood, why not let him go and then bring him, you know, have him on retainer, so to speak. Uh, and then he's one of your successful alumni that goes down, you know, not in the same conversation, but, you know, Rock, John Cena, Batista, The Miz, you know, he's making those contacts outside of, because they're going to refer to him as WWE superstar, whether he signs with AEW or not, that's how the mainstream still, uh, kind of acknowledges wrestlers, I think. Um, so, you know, if, if Cody Rhodes went in and, and robbed a 7-Eleven today, mm-hmm. I would almost bet the headline would say WWE superstar, WWE wrestler robs 7-Eleven. Or former WWE wrestler. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not, way off the rails, so 
bring us back full circle here. Well, and Cody's wrestling without a contract apparently, so he's no longer a AEW wrestler. So, oh, that's that true. <laughs> but he is he still an EVP? I don't know. Um, yeah, I think you know it's because you and I have been there, sitting in the stands watching Snooki wrestle. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of what other celebrities we've been in the presence of. You know, we watched Mickey Rourke deck Jericho. Yeah, the Kardashian, um, uh, Kim Kardashian was at. Uh, well, she was a host, Netflix, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, but and it, I, guess, I think it's interesting. And I, I guess it's probably just the culture, you know, that we live in now where, I mean, what was the main event of WrestleMania 1? Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. Yeah. Celebrities have been there from the beginning. Yeah. And so. And yeah, I think, you know, in the early days, it was Vince's way to get eyes on the product because you bring in a celebrity, then all the tabloid, you know, Entertainment Tonight's going to talk about it, Access Hollywood, BuzzFeed now, TMZ, they're going to talk about it. it. It's how you, how that person is used. And I think that's the bigger issue, you know, going back to Drew Carey in the, in the Royal Rumble, it's not like he came in. And eliminated a lot of people. Right. He acted, you know, scared. And when Kane came out, he eliminated himself because he was afraid of Kane. Now, do I expect Johnny Knoxville to eliminate Sami Zayn? Maybe. Do I think it's going, you know, do I think Johnny Knoxville is going to be one of the final four in the Rumble? I doubt it. Yeah. Um, and also, Johnny Knoxville is, you know, has that reputation of doing crazy stuff. So who knows what's going to happen? in the show but you know i think it's but then you like you said you know i mean last year wrestlemania you bring in, bring in bad bunny who look i am i am way out of the demographic that listens to bad bunny i didn't know who bad bunny was before wrestlemania um still have never listened to bad bunny so that you know his appearance did not make me go out and check him out but I think Bad Money did a much better job and he took it. He seemed to take the job serious and wanted to put on a good performance instead of just going out there and, you know, kind of being like, Hey, I'm Bad Bunny. I don't need to yeah. put any effort into this. Um, well, I think it makes a difference when, when the celebrity is a fan. fan. Yes. Definitely. Involved with it versus someone who's just there for the payday. I think Johnny Knoxville is a fan. So that's, yeah. you know, and that, that's where it comes into where, because, I'll be honest, if, you know, somebody offered me the opportunity to do something in the WWE right. or in AEW, I would take it. Yeah. Do I deserve to be there? No. I mean, hell, even with the stuff that I did with Stride for <laughs> Wrestling, I had no right winning the tag team titles with, with Heath Hatton, but it was part of the story. And it, and it you know, I, I feel like in hindsight, it all, you know, worked out for the best. So um, but yeah, I mean, I don't begrudge the celebrities either for wanting to get involved or the WWE for right. wanting to cash in on that trendy or what's popular or what's in the now kind of moment. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, I, I think you had just, and I know there are some fans that will probably be listening to this and, and disagree with us and that's great. And I, we'd love to hear from you, you know, weigh in and let us know. But I do think that, you know, as the elder statesman of the fandom, I think you and I, in that, you know, we're in our forties, uh, we're not the same fans that we were in our twenties and wrestling obviously isn't the same product that it was back then either. So we've really seen 
several iterations of the WWE product and of wrestling in general. And I think it's making a whole nother shift once again with all these other companies and concepts and ideas and even, you know, throwing game changer into it and, uh, you know, ring of honor, what its future holds. So I think that, uh, as, as frustrating it is, as it is, sometimes it, it is a, an exciting time to be a wrestling fan and, and see kind of what is out there. And, and again, like you said, with the streaming services, kind of throwing everything out there, I think wrestling companies are doing the same thing. There's enough out there that you can kind of pick your palate or pick your plate and figure out what you want to watch and what you want to consume and what you're going to pass on. True. And I think there is a lot of variety out there now. There's a lot of, um, there are options, you know, back, <laughs> you talk about being the elder statesman, you know, back when we were growing up, it was, you, we had WCW or Jason, you know, um, Jim Crockett promotions before became WCW. WWF was syndicated in the St. Louis market. And then I don't know where you watch WCCW, but had I not had a satellite dish, I wouldn't have seen Mid-South or World Class or even AWA. Um, you know, but now between YouTube, Fight TV, IW, you know, Independent Wrestling TV app, there's so much content again it goes back to there's just being so much content out there that you can't keep track of it all and i think this uh, so i'm going to segue and ask you a question is obviously you know we've seen aew work with ring of honor and impact and um you know the uh mexican promotions i think triple a that's a royal rumble Mickey James, current Impact Champion, is going to be a member of the Women's Rumble match. Mm-hmm. Do you think in the next year or so we'll see more WWE involvement with other promotions? And do you think do you think it'd be a good idea, or do you think there'd be too many egos at play to do it successfully? I, I think on a very small level, we'll see it. I, I don't think you're going – because I do think that egos get involved, and I don't think – you know, th- that's why we never saw, um, you know, Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair when, when Flair was the NWA champion and Hulk Hogan was the WWF champion. Um, I don't think we'd ever get to that point where we're going to see, um, you know, Hangman Page versus Roman Reigns or Kenny Omega versus Roman Reigns. But I could see – there being in, you know, who's to say that the Rumble, you know, we don't see Chris Jericho or Moxley. I don't think it would be somebody that hasn't already worked for WWE if if there is this quote-unquote forbidden door uh, person coming through. Um, I, I don't think it's a bad idea, but I, uh, again, I don't think it's going to be, uh, it will be baby steps and it, and it will be a big moment because I thought it was a big deal when Chris Jericho was on the uh, Broken Skull Sessions. <laughs> Um, but, you know, I go back to when, you know, we're in college and WWE was working with uh, the USWA and Smoky Mountain. Um, you know, they were sending talent, you know, WWE was sending talent to those companies and, and vice versa. I mean, Vince McMahon's heel persona really got started in 93, 94, I believe, when he was going to Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, a lot of that wasn't seen by the, the mass population, so they don't remember or don't know that it existed. I can remember reading about it uh, in the aftermags because, and that was kind of the weird thing to me too, was that they were doing this, but they really weren't doing a whole lot of cross promotion on WWE programming at the time. So um, I think part of it comes down to TV deals too. You know, will USA Network allow TBS, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know how all those intricacies would work out either. So, but maybe on a network special, you know, <laughs> Cody Rhodes drops in or, or uh, Mox or whomever. I, I think it's possible. What do you think? I, I think if, and I hate being one of these people that talks about ratings because mm-hmm. I, I think ratings are overanalyzed. Yeah. And, and probably not really a great reflective uh, reflection of actual viewership in today's markets. Um, but I would yeah. think that I would like to see WWE work with other promotions, maybe not AEW per se, because that is your top competition, even though they don't claim they're not competition, but I can see them working with impact, you know, or if ring of honor comes back, you know, some of these smaller, and you know, I'm trying to think because even the indie scene, like, I mean, if they work with say AIW or AAW or Stry, you know, are, are people going to know? Right. Is, you know, who's how is that going to benefit WWE? Although, you know, maybe do like what AEW does, where you bring in, you know, bring back some squat the squash match. Um, Moti, uh, what am I trying to say? Bring back squash matches so that you can bring in independent talent. So you're not just using, you know, your talent to be the jobbers and, yeah. you know, and so you can help boost up your own guys. I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know if we'll get a, a super clash 22, but um, I think for the fans sake, the fans would love to see it. Oh yeah. And, and I think to tie in back into the movie rumble, that's kind of what the main event of the rumble was where it was like, you know, this one champion fighter versus the other local champion, you know, it's like, let's bring them back together to bring the fans and give the fans a good match. And, you know, I, I think back uh, Starcade 95, I believe it was, um, was WCW versus the world or WCW versus Japan or whatever. And that's, when they had the best of seven series with WCW talents versus um, I think it was mostly Japanese talent. You know, I, why can't we have a pay-per-view like that where, you know, it's going to go three to three and then that last match is going to end in like a double DQ or non-finish so that no one wins, but yeah. 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 It'll be interesting to see, you know, the way the rest of, of 2022 plays out and, Again, the the Rumble and and Mickey James and her involvement and and whoever else, if anyone else, is a part of it. Obviously, like we said, we're recording before the Rumble itself. So, is there anything else you want to say about uh, Rumble as we wrap up this week's episode? Uh, I would just say I think you need to go back, give it another chance. Um, it's again, it's not an earth shattering film like original concept, but I did enjoy it. I. You know, if I would ranked it, I would give it, uh, you know, uh, upper mid card, uh, 
because it's fun and especially if you have kids i think they will enjoy it too and um you know i i'm kind of surprised that i also haven't seen rumble toys out there and that's the other thing yeah so i think the merchandising kind of fell apart on this one but yeah because it is the, the yeah. monsters do kind of remind me of the they're kind of monster uh monsters inc-esque in their yeah. appearance and and whatnot i thought that the uh rayburn kind of reminded me of sully from from mm. monsters inc so but yeah i agree i think that there definitely is a lot of potential there do you think we'd get a sequel out of this or not um i could see it i mean depending on how it does on on paramount plus streaming i you know depending what the budget would be i could see it but Real quick, Monsters, Inc., um, do you remember the first time you saw Monsters, Inc.? Uh, yeah. Do you remember your reaction when you realized that Mike Walensky was a one-eyed monster and then his best friend was called Kitty? <laughs> oh, my God. Definitely not the episode for kids. Oh, that was the wrong sound effect. Oh, I think it worked. <laughs> what were you going to play? <laughs> well, now, dang, I really should have laid these out. There we go. There you go. So were you waiting this whole episode to whip that one out? No, you just uh, brought up Monster Sink. And I, I just remember being in the theater the first time I saw it. Because when I saw the trailer, I'm like, oh, it's a one-eyed monster and his hairy friend. And then when they called it Kitty in the movie, I was like, Disney's not even trying to be subtle anymore. <laughs> That's good. That is good stuff. Well, you know, we, we've talked about it before. We've talked about it off camera or off uh, microphone. This year we're doing uh, some different concepts, different ideas and whatnot. And I haven't even brought this one up to you for uh, the March episode, but we know for Movie Mania in February, we're keeping the Valentine's, a Valentine's Day theme going on and, and actually searched high and low and found a film and I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but it's something that uh, I'd never heard of before. So I'm looking forward to that. I am too. And I think hopefully by March, maybe I'll try to get my screenplay Road to WrestleMania written. And so I can hand you that and we can review the script. Maybe we can do a read read along uh, point because I'm that's a movie that I'm surprised WWE Films has not made yet. But That's a good point. It's a very good point. All right, Chad Smart, thank you so much for being a part of this week's episode. Uh, you're welcome. It's always great to be here. And uh, self-promotion time. Check out the Wonder Why podcast as well as the Out of Touchstone podcast. And also here on Jittery Monkey, the power half hour that Greg Mahachko and I do. And uh, that's a fun show because most of the time we have no idea what we're talking about when we start recording. So, But you always can guarantee that uh, my name will be in your mouth. So that's all that really matters. Hey, that's just how we know to check to see if you're listening or not. <laughs> Very good. All right, Chad. Thank you so much. Friends, thank you for listening, and we will talk again soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.